Thank you for listening to the second episode of the Shellheads podcast, your home for everything Ninja Turtles. Brought to you by the Warp Zone Arcade and Reality Breached. In this episode, we take a long look at the first season of the Fred Wolf-produced animated television show. Not only is this version of the Ninja Turtles the most popular among fans, but it's also one both Jeff and I are excited to chat about. Don't forget to follow both the Warp Zone Arcade and Reality Breached on Facebook to get all of our updates. We loved putting this episode together, and we hope you enjoy the show. gentlemen welcome to a new episode of shell heads i'm your host sergio lugo i'm here with jeff hello hi jeff hi sergio have we established that you give your last name or is this like a the mysterious jeff it is you know what for 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 the next couple of episodes i think we're just gonna have it be a mystery okay all right more incentive to tune in that's right i'd like find out i'm sorry i'm sorry i got that wrong let me still i'm gonna deep Start over. Hi, I'm Reality Breaches Sergio Lugo, and I'm Jeff of Warp Zone Arcade. I'm gonna leave all that in. Yeah, like you, you got to learn. Like, don't you talk like you're not gonna cut anything? Yeah, and then you have better shows. Yeah, I'll I've, I've learned that over the years. And then I cut everything out. Um, <laughs> in uh, let's see, Shellheads. We talk about Ninja Turtles on Shellheads. Uh, we've done a couple episodes. Uh, this is officially episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a zero and a one. Uh, what are we going to talk about today, Jeff? The first five episodes of the 1987 cartoon. That is correct. What? Um, so, the first five episodes, that seems like a really arbitrary number, but it's, it's, it's really not. Why, why are the first five episodes so important? It pretty much established um, for a mass audience, mm-hmm. I think, um, who the Turtles were, at least, you know, of course different uh, from the comic origins um, and then just taking off as the gigantic pop culture phenomenon that it became. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's also the first season. Yeah. Very short season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, it was the eighties. Yeah. They, they, like they didn't really like to green light stuff for 40 episodes and yeah. the first season. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It, it really set the, set the tone. It, it, it established the characters. It established the setting. It established who the Shredder was. It, it and ultimately, it is responsible for the you know the the enormous fan swell that the the turtles had after that. Yeah. Um. And I, I guess if we're gonna if if we're gonna talk about these five episodes, let's name them. Okay. Uh, we got the, the we got the pilot, which is called Turtle Tracks. Uh, and then episode two, Enter the Shredder. Uh, episode three, A Thing About Rats. Uh, and episode four, Hot Rotting Teenagers from Dimension X, uh, which I forgot was in the first season, yeah. but we'll get to that. And episode five, Shredded and Splintered. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the one thing, like, when I went back and watched these as an adult, 
you know, I knew what to expect because I'd seen him as a kid. Um, I had, you know, I had the VHS. I had a bunch of the VHS tapes. I don't know if I had the ones that these were on, but I had a bunch of them. I did not realize until I was an adult that those first five episodes kind of had a story arc to them. Like it was a, it was a complete story. Yeah. Almost like five episodes of a com- or five issues of a comic book. Right. Which I think is really cool because when I, when I think nostalgically and think of the Ninja Turtles, I don't think of story arcs. Yeah. And does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Cause like every episode, every episode after that was like a kind of a throwaway or yeah, there's not really anything, you know, connecting or like, oh, except for like, oh, well, this guy, like, oh, remember this guy or whatever. You know, yeah, just- I, th- I think if, if I'm remember cor- remembering cor- correctly, the, really the only thing tying episodes together after the first season was where the Technodrome was. Because like one season it was in Dimension X and then later oh, in the season it was in. No season two had a story arc. Did it? All the way through just about. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I. Recently rewatched those. <laughs> Not all of them, uh-huh. but a good chunk of it. Okay. So it did kind of follow a uh, suit. What, how long was season two? Was it, was it, wasn't it a short one or was that when they had like the 70? No, it was three think, and four that had this like 70. I'm trying to think how many episodes Lionsgate shoved on the DVDs <laughs> because I don't remember. Because, like, for example, Thundercats, an entire season. Was like a hundred something episodes, and that's crazy. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, because some of it's just they didn't really break it down mm-hmm. into you know segments like when you got the DVDs, it's season one, volume one, volume two, then season two, and you can tell because they introduce new characters and new people yeah. and new uh, locations and new vehicles for you to buy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> consume, consume, consume. <laughs> And it's it, what's crazy is you know a, a lot of people see this series as just an advertisement for the toys, much like Transformers. You know, Transformers has a great lore; people love it. You love Transformers, but at the end I of the do. day, I have a very special connection. To at it. the end of the day, that whole series started out as an advertisement for the toys. Yeah, and that's how a lot of people see the the the, the Turtles series as a whole mm-hmm. because Playmates. Ha- they're in the credits like they're oh yeah they are they, they, they had were a stake in it. they had a stake in the tv show so as long as this show was successful their toys would be successful everyone wins mm-hmm. um let me see i have this pulled up now um fred wolf the fred wolf season was thir- or season 2 was 13 episodes okay so it was still a reasonable length yeah it wasn't until season 3 that stuff really got out of hand uh, which it's it's odd for a TV show to have so many episodes in a year, yeah, or so many episodes in a season. Nowadays, you you see twenty five. Like twenty five is like the cap. It really depends. Like if you go to the Cartoon Network era, like say you're going to the original Teen Titans, they're broken up broken broken up into about twelve episodes, thirteen episodes a season. Yeah, and it and it really really depends. Yeah, yeah, but that. Yeah, and they would break them down, you know, over time. Like even even the the current Turtles series, or not the current, but the the most recent, like the, the Nick series, it, they capped out at twenty five a, se- a season. Mm-hmm. So, 
Seeing a 60-episode season is bizarre. But yeah, it is. looking at the, the animation quality, I can understand yeah. why it's so bad. But well, let's get back to the first five yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about tone. What, what do we learn in the first five about tone? It really... I mean, you know, you've got the comedy aspect, but to me it felt like the Turtles were more sure of themselves. Mm-hmm. They had that confidence that they could take on whatever challenge they faced, and they would figure it out. Yeah. Later, not so much. <laughs> um, but you established in the beginning, like, hey, this is New York. There's a dude say, hey, three-card money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, gun-toting granny. Right, 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 and and as I said in you like know, the previous episode, off, it's very, know. it's very much late '80s New York. Yeah. Um. What, what what I think is amazing is the show manages to be lighthearted. Yeah. But most of it is underground. Most of it is in like dark, dreary metal brick surroundings. So it's not yeah. like there's flowers and rainbows and stuff. Right. But it still manages to be both. Gritty and lighthearted. Yeah, and especially when they go out for the first time, it's at night when there's yeah, not exactly. a whole lot of people. Yeah, yeah, around. and and that did always frustrate me. Like, yeah, do people know who you are? Do they not know who you are? How do you not notice a giant turtle in yeah, a yeah. trench coat? Just because you have a trench coat on, does this guy have some kind of like you know weird skin disease, or <laughs> you know why is he green? It is late eighties New York. You never yeah, know. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is very true. The whole punk scene was thriving. Yeah, yeah. It, but but tone was so important to establish in these first five episodes, yeah. uh, and it, it has to be a tone that lends itself to a children's show because it's coming from a comic book that, while was still lighthearted, it was not a children's show. No, roughly PG thirteen by today's standards with yeah. the language and the more violence because PG thirteen from like ten years ago you couldn't even say. Yeah, the swear words they get away with. You get away with this and yeah. one F word, and then you're good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, if we're talking '80s television shows, this this is you know, of course, late '80s. This is what '87 was the first year. Yeah. Or was specifically when this season aired. Yeah. Uh, in the in the winter was it in December? Was it the it the uh, the pilots, or yeah, yeah, the the first five episodes aired one time, and then as a whole, as a series, it aired I think in eighty eight, if I read that correctly. Like as the as the whole series began, um, they, they would go after the first five episodes, then lead into the second season. Okay, because I remember I don't remember watching it. On television, like the first episodes as a oh, child. Oh, no, I, I didn't. I yeah. watched. Dad took me to the video store next to the Kroger's, and I was like, right, <laughs> pick out what you want. I'm like, saw the two boxes. I'm like, I want that. Yep. And we went home, and he went to work in his office, and I just sat there and just. And then you were corrupted. Oh, I was <laughs> all in. I'm like, we're getting all the toys, and, you know. Um, um, the reason I ask is, but you, you're big. You're big into 80s TV. Humongous Thundercats, Transformers, Silverhawks. How does how does the first season of Ninja Turtles really compare to to other '80s shows? 
like tonally is it the same is the is the does the comedy kind of line up or was it or was this just like really breaking new ground you had a lot around that time of course a lot of series were ending uh like gi joe and oh yeah um, i forgot to mention that uh trying to remember when voltron came out because that was that was the 70s right no voltron i thought voltron was 70s voltron well if you want to no, voltron was 80s okay well you had a lot of action cartoons but then at the time you had a lot of parent groups Mm -hmm. getting you know protecting children from violence and needless violence on television so you had a lot of um a psychologist, child psychologist on staff that would work with the writers. Like, hey, this, you know, what's the meaning of this episode of Manly He-Man? So it was like, they can't just go beat somebody up to beat somebody up. You got to do it for like a moral code. Yeah. Okay. And so, <laughs> but after a while, that kind of went away. And the sense of every single episode, you couldn't do this or like nobody died in G.I. Joe ever. Oh yeah, you always saw the, the little yeah. parachutes pop out of the Oh we're good. We're good. <laughs> or nobody died in Transformers, like even though they're robots, I'm like, Well, you guys tuck in because if you watch the eighty six movie, get ready. Oh yeah, yeah. Traumatize the yeah. hell out of me. Yeah, you put it on a movie screen you can do a lot more. A lot, oh, a lot yeah. of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We can cuss. We can get that one cuss word in and mm-hmm. we can kill everybody and make way for new toys. Because that's what happened. <laughs> and that's what it's all about, man. That's right. Um, um it was definitely lighter on action. If you wanted me to give you the long answer, <laughs> um, <laughs> you said all of that to be like, yeah, and there by, wasn't as much fighting by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, your other shows had way more action. Um, but I think, you know, they were trying to find their footing, um, <laughs> footing. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. We got the jokes folks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely more, more comedy um but these first five episodes though i think it was kind of a good balance because when the action did show up albeit however brief yeah i enjoyed what i watched as a kid and as an adult like right now you know mikey just yeah flying down and just hitting a foot soldier in the face with his nunchucks you know um that's very satisfying no yeah 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 like it's it's funny that you mentioned the like how satisfying the action is. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Um, and you're right. Like that one shot with 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 Mike, Mikey in the air swinging his, his chucks, and, yeah. and 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 then the following shot where you actually see the the, the explosions of the, the the foot soldiers. Like, yeah. The pilot they clearly put some work into. Oh yeah. But everything after the pilot in this in this season is just kind of rough. You know, yeah, it's it. It's almost like they had written themselves into a corner. Right. They have one turtle with blades, one turtle with size, and then a turtle with a stick, <laughs> and then a turtle with two sticks on chains. There's not much nunchucks can do to a robot. No, like there isn't. Like it, it's just going to dent the robot. Like it might Unless cause the robot to reset. They wrote wrote themselves into a corner. But they had to, right? Because the characters had to be fighting robots. Yeah, they could have changed the weapons, but they didn't do that. No. So it, it and and that led to a lot of awkward action scenes in my in my mind. I will give you that. 
Like very, like what is Donatello going to do here? Yeah. You know, just, and, and very exaggerated action scenes. Like what does a stick have to, you know, how, how well does a stick hold up to, you know, beating something metal? Yeah. Like they're literally shots. And I think the second, second episode where Donatello hits a robot and it explodes. And I'm like, that's not how robots work. Yeah. Unless they're made in Taiwan. Yes. Taiwanese robots are terrible. Yes. But, but you know, you know, I don't see the turtles, the fir- at least the first season or even this run of the turtles, this whole series. I don't see it as an action show. Right. I see it as a comedy. Like the yeah. whole thing is to, to me is just a comedy uh, that just kind of celebrates. I don't want to say 80s and 90s excess. Right. But that's kind of what it is. Like everything in the 80s and 90s was had to be excellent, had to be over the top. It, you know, everything was, Oh, rad. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that wasn't created by the turtles. Yeah. The turtles just rode that wave. See what I did there too? uh, Yes. Yeah. Of surfing culture. Yeah. It's it's like, like surfer culture had just gone awry. Yeah. And it was just a mixture of that and some really solid humor. Like watch, watching these five episodes back, there's some actually really funny stuff. Yeah, the the humor kind of holds up. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about animation. Like you were you were you you were watching we're watching the first like the pilot right now as right. we do this. It's kind of playing in the background, and you pointed out a scene that had five turtles. Yeah. In two Leonardos, to be exact. Two Leos. Yeah. That's two too many Leos. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, but it's better than what we got later. There was also a scene where Donatello was wearing an orange mask. Yeah. And there's yeah. another one later where they're both wearing red masks. Yeah. Um, or Raphael's voice is coming out of Donatello's mouth. Yep. Um, so I actually have a, a well, not drawn out uh, explanation for that. Um a lot of studios in roughly from 66 to 89 mm-hmm. um, commissioned had extra turtles laying around. Yes. They, That's they, what it was. They, they did. <laughs> it was exactly it. Um, uh, commissioned Toei animation in Japan mm-hmm. to do uh, work on some of their shows or in some cases uh, seasons like transformers. Um, but with this case, they commissioned uh, Toei to do, the first five episodes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you see such great detail and shade um, and kind of somewhat consistent character designs kind of throughout. Um, and like when you see the shredder, he looks menacing. This guy looks oh, like yes. he could beat the crap out of you. Yes. Um, I, I really love the shredder in these first five episodes. And he just, when he looks angry, I'm just like, I love that look mm-hmm. on his face. Um, and so, Going back and forth between, you know, uh, the U.S. and Japan, they were bound to run into color errors and and things of that nature and dialogue issues. Yeah, and there was no time. Oh yeah, to go well, back a lot of it just gets it lost in translation. It was a time crunch because you yeah. couldn't go back and fix it. That even was the the case with um, the Batman the animated series. As some of the stuff would come back, and Batman would have a hook beak. On his cow, I'm like, oh my god, does he have a, does he, what? And it's still there, and it still bugs them to this day yeah, Well, about that. Like, considering, considering the amount of animation that is done in Asia, mm-hmm. 
and how large Not a language. Well, at least from here, from like it would later on, it would be outsourced like to Korea because you could tell the well, that's what Korean I mean, yeah. episodes of Transformers. I'm like, Ugh. like Korea is the animation capital of the planet. Yeah, Korean Transformers just. Ugh. And considering how many cartoons are done over there, oh yeah, and the size of the language barrier, I'm oh, surprised yeah. anything comes back right. Right. So th- that's a testament to communication, yeah. especially in the days before there were digital communications like yeah. let me mail this description of a turtle to a korean guy and hope he gets it right yeah um what, what what's odd to me is th- like they did a pretty good job of keeping the style consistent mm-hmm. specifically with the turtles themselves um but there's still like little quirks like little things that you can notice like that we're already to the second episode here and if you notice in the first episode or in the first episode and kind of in pieces of other episodes throughout the turtles have like a line right here on their beak thing. Yeah. And you can even see it in the, the intro. Yeah. Um, and while I personally think that looks better, like it it kind of better defines their face. Right. This episode, they don't have a little line on their beak thing. No. And they have a more defined nose. Like it sticks out farther. Yeah. So like that tells me that they either made a change to the animation team, from episodes one to two, because that's dark, or, that's a darker green. He looks a darker green in that scene, and then it's lighter there, and yeah, in betweens and changes, and yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not complaining, right? It, it, but 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 when you look at these episodes under a microscope, which no one should ever do, no, like these 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 were never made uh, with the thought that people would watch them 35 years later no. or 30 years later in no this case, one off, and like. <laughs> look at them under a microscope. It's just not designed for that. Yeah. Um, why is April so perky? I'm sorry to jump, jump t- topics, but she was the most curvaceous cartoon character on Saturday morning. I think the animators just really liked drawing her like a lot for a character that is wearing a, a jumpsuit that is literally coveralls. Yeah. They did everything they possibly could to sexualize her character. They did. And a lot of scenes you'll see like the nice, you know, not really butt cleavage, but you see the invention <laughs> that is, is like, is April, you know, wearing thongs or not at all, or it's very defined. Yeah. I have an yeah. animation cell that shows. So there's <laughs> like a giant heart. Yeah. It's, and I'm not complaining. Like, I like how they portrayed April O'Neil yeah. in, in, in the series. Like, they've April's character is always kind of up and down. I, I'm not sure where I land on it. But right. I like it here because, um, and, I, and this was, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I like her character because it's very Lois Laney. And okay. I know that I yeah. I know that she is that this version of her was kind of based on Lois Lane, mm-hmm. but I do like where she's just headstrong. Yeah, she's a little tough. Like in you yeah. know, the first episode, oh, here come the thugs, and like we don't like what you're doing, and she throws a camera at them, right, to right. get away. Here, I'll sacrifice this bit of our equipment <laughs> so I can save my life. Yeah, like she still yeah. ends up being the damsel in distress here and there a lot but a lot we're gonna do a count uh, okay (laughs) but it wasn't because someone showed up and kidnapped her it would be like her getting into something yeah getting somewhere she's not supposed to be yeah yeah Yeah. like she was a legit reporter like they, they treated her character like a person not a victim yeah 
who just happens to be the victim also. Yeah. But they treated her like I would want a female character to be treated. Considering film and television is littered, especially from the 60s to like the 90s, of women who are nothing but a plot device. Right. They're nothing but that thing you have to save. Yeah. You know, they don't have any story consequences. They're just, oh, let's put something pretty on screen. Mm-hmm. And the April character was never that. Yeah. Despite her being bodaciously curvy. Yes. So. And especially in later seasons, she had even more like like the Red Sky series. Again, I'm mm-hmm. getting ahead of myself. But as far as the character goes, she was, I think, a much better reporter mm-hmm. even in those even in the in that season. Um, those three seasons. Um, uh, yeah. 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 Um, I, again, I, we're going to do a whole episode on April at some point. So, so we'll, we'll get there. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is, and here are my little, all my notes here. I have story silliness because there are just certain things about these first five episodes that one either don't make sense or yeah. is just silly or in retrospect is mind blowing. Are you saying you don't want to eat at Ninja pizza? And no, no. Like who has ever ordered a whipped cream pizza? Well, no one, but <laughs> just the name alone. Hey, Ninja pizza want. is a great, it, it is, is a great tur- is. like pizza shop. Ninja name. dentist. Not so much. I don't know. They'd be able to operate on your mouth with precision. Well, this is true. Um, you go first. <laughs> Let's okay. First off, first episode, they fill a skyscraper with water. Yeah. They just fill it like, they fill it with water. It does not collapse. Who else works there? Apparently nobody. There's no security guards. Yeah. Or if they were, they're dead now. Dummy corporation? I Yeah, maybe. It's the, Maybe it's the TCRI building. I don't know. Ooh. But, but yeah, they just, it, that, just silliness like that, like, I don't think it's, is it this episode? No, it's the, it's the third episode, the one with, with Baxter and the Mausers. They literally drive his, drive the turtle van up the staircase of a building. They push it up it. That's right. They push it to the roof of the building. Yeah. Like that's a thing. That vehicle has to weigh. I'm not even worried about the weight. A lot. But how the hell are you going to push? How are, what, two teenagers going to push a van? Let's just assume the turtles have superhuman strength. Superhuman strength. You know, because okay. all. Powers. Yeah, mutant strength, whatever. When was the last time you saw, like, a stairwell that was big enough to hold a vehicle, let alone a giant van? It was the eighties. No, <laughs> was it? Was it a minivan? <laughs> like it, it? Why? And the thing is, they they pushed it all the way to the top of the roof to add gadgets to it, and then drive it all the way down. Bring the gadgets down. Just bring, put them in a box or something, and bring them down. They wanted to put it in the elevator, but it wouldn't fit. I don't. Uh, Elevators don't. That'd have to be one hell of an elevator. Right. Like, I literally just laughed out loud. I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> and side note, I, an- another thing that really bizarre 
in that one episode, Turtle Van is literally just Grand Theft Auto. They stole the Turtle Van. They did. They just stole it from Baxter Stockman. Well, he didn't need it anymore. He's not dead. He's not. He, they, they're driving around Grand Theft. They even did it like a chop shop job on it. <laughs> and somehow, okay, Turtle Strength, uh, Donatello ripping the side, all of it. Turtle Strength, off, yeah. And just I'm like, yeah. Mutant Strength. Mutant Strength. It, it's 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 that kind of stuff that I, I I hate as much as I love, right? Because that's real dumb. Yeah. Like I can point to all like like the turtle stole a van, <laughs> but that's just kind of what makes it endearing, right? I did not look at it like that until now. <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap, we're idealizing the turtles, or idolizing the turtles," but they stole. Yeah. Did they even pay for the pizza? Where do they get money? Oh, oh! I don't even want to go into the the logistics of being a turtle. Yeah, like they don't have a job. They don't. And and one of these episodes, they show up at, at April's apartment and trash the whole thing. Yeah, just because they're turtles. Which I have a great connection to Rob Paulson uh, in that episode. Okay. Yeah, go for it. That's fun. So when they show up. Uh, and Raphael says, um, could we interest you in a subscription to Turtles Home Companion? Uh-huh. Uh, Rob did some, um, on-camera work, uh, on an episode of MacGyver in the first season called Ugly Duckling. Okay. I took the screen capture from that episode where he, they knock on somebody's door, woman answers, I made a meme of it and said, could we interest you in a subscription to Turtles Home Companion? Nice. And posted it on his wall. And he, he got a laugh out of it. And I was like, okay, this is like the most perfect combination ever. Um, and also he had MacGyver's same mullet. Uh, so they're, you know, mullet brothers. Cool. So, yeah. Not, well, not, not, not cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mullets were never cool. No. <laughs> Uh, I do love see. the punk turtles in this. Uh, oh, in, yeah. I think the one on the right is CeeLo Green. Um, <laughs> he looks exactly like CeeLo Green. I'm sure he, he has that same outfit at his house. Probably. And on another side note, they actually made the punk um, or hip-hop Mikey little mini mm-hmm. Lego-looking figure. I saw it. I didn't go back for it. Oh. Like, crap, it was gone. And so my wow. opportunity was wasted, but I always loved that. Goofy yeah. looking smile on his face, but you never see Leo. He's always he's That's true. hidden. He's hidden behind the other guys. Um, what what it is is the four by three format is what it was. Yeah. If it was widescreen, Leo would have been there. Because mm. there more there there would have been more. He's like kind of dancing behind them, and you don't really see his outfit. I'm like, what? What? Well, Leo's too. He's too. He's too ninja to be punk. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Raph, not so much. He'd be punk. One thing that I didn't write down that I want to talk about is the things that they did actually bring from the comic. Right. Obviously the four turtles, obviously April, which we'll get to that in a minute. April, uh, Baxter, kinda shredder, kinda. And like even, even the prototype of who Krang is came from the comic books. Right. One of the most, straightforward translations mm-hmm. from the comic is the Mausers. Yeah. 
Like the Mausers are a, that's a cool concept. Yeah. It's a cool thing. And, and they, Dave Wise, David Wise, like he just basically copied a whole cloth for this, for the series, which I, I love. Because mm-hmm. how many times have the Mausers been done? The original comic, the cartoon, second oh, cartoon, third cartoon. Yeah. Like Mausers have been everywhere. Yeah. And, Countless video games. Video games. Yeah. Oh my god, I hated fighting those little turns. (laughs) Uh, It's 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 interesting because Dave White, David White. I keep saying Dave. I don't know. Is it Dave? I know a Dave. His name's David, but we call him Dave. I know. I know. Like, is your name Jeffrey? Actually. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) So yeah, David Wise. He was kind of tasked with. Turning the comic book into a TV show. Yeah. And he had a lot of complaints about the the comic book. Yeah. And hearing the complaints come out of his mouth, a lot of it makes sense. Like, the turtles physically not making sense as characters. Mm-hmm. And them, like, there's really no way for a turtle to be a ninja. Because turtles' bodies don't bend like that. Right. So, like... Anatomically speaking, the characters don't make any sense whatsoever. And he was working with characters that at the time were almost blank slates. Mm-hmm. Like right around the time that the, 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 the TV show was being developed, the turtles as characters were being developed. Right. Uh, me and you were talking beforehand on, yeah. we couldn't really tell like Donatello does machines. Donatello being the smart turtle in the first seven ep- issues was not really that established of a thing. Yeah. So we're not sure where the inception of that is. It's a little bit of a gray area. It is kind of a gray area. So he's having to develop these characters from almost f- characterless names. Yeah. You know, he he's the one that's responsible for the, the colored masks. Right. Uh, he's basically responsible for, each character having di- dynamically different character character traits, mm-hmm. uh, they may and and a lot of them are different from what's in the the comics. Like Michelangelo was never as goof, goofy in the comics. Yeah, Raphael was never the smartass in the comics. He was just angry. Yeah, Leo is very straightforward and leadery, mm-hmm. and Donatello's the smart one. That's kind of an archetype, anyway. Right. Um, he is the reason. The origin changed. He didn't like the origin in the original uh, comic. Oh, that would make sense, you know, to kids that, oh, it's revenge and let's go. And I was like, ooh, yeah, how are you going to do that? Yeah. And and, uh, he didn't say this in that article I read, but from from what I understand, what what, what I read between the lines is that their origin didn't make sense because a rat can't learn kung fu. And, you know, he kind of has a point. Or was it ninjutsu? Ninja, whatever. <laughs> yeah, a rat can't learn ninjutsu. Because yeah. he wasn't a ninja, at that, or wasn't a mutant at that point. Fine, yeah. fine, 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 whatever. Again, <laughs> we're looking under a microscope at something that was never designed to be microscoped. It's too bad. We're going all in. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he was tasked with bringing all this stuff to life. He's the reason the foot soldiers were, were robots. And... He ended up being the driving force for nearly the entire series. Yeah. Um, and and hearing stuff and you know from his point of view is, is fascinating because 
whenever you talk about the turtles, you don't talk about David Wise. Hmm. You talk about whom? Eastman and Laird. Bingo. That's it. You know, you may talk about Fred Wolf because he's, you know, he was the one who was like, no, we're going to make the TV show. Yeah. But David Wise is kind of that unsung hero that gets very little credit. Yeah. In the whole creation of the of what we're watching right now. Right. You know? And the fact that they ate pizza as well. Pizza? Yeah. 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 Like the, the whole cowabunga-ness of the entire thing? Yeah. It's kind of him. Yeah. So it's it's just... And he'd almost given up on, I believe, from that article that I'd read about, you know, writing shows because he'd done so much already. Yeah. You know, worked on Transformers and... Um, if I'm not mistaken, also he did some Batman. This is way later, but like came back and did some Batman animated series, mm-hmm. I believe, um, episodes, which are you know, that's top notch. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, so we so we talk about all of this, but ultimately, why are we doing the show? We're doing it because of our memories, yeah, the nostalgia. Yeah, what was your first introduction like, toy wise? As was it a birthday? Was it a Christmas? Was it? I mean, I, I think that's where mine and yours age gap is going to, to come into play here. Yeah, because I like all of all of my earliest memories with the turtles are so I was so young. Like when like in, in eighty seven, I was four. Yeah, eighty eighty eight, I was five. Yeah, to remember stuff from when you're five is real tough. Yeah. So I'm sure I saw it somewhere when I was five or six, because I, I know I didn't watch the, the first season, probably didn't watch the second season. I, and as I said on that other episode, the first episode I remember seeing is the Punk Frogs episode. I was like almost 10. Exactly. I, I was nine or 10. Right. And I remember things from when I was 10 a lot better than when I was five. <laughs> yeah. It's sporadic for me, just because I don't, I don't know. It's like little, little nuggets here and there mm-hmm. of... uh you know, things that really just hit me. Like I remember getting the turtle blimp Mm -hmm. and it never fully inflating all the way, (laughs) but I wasn't going to let that stop me, you know, or, um, my dad trying to find the turtle van, which you couldn't find anywhere. Yeah. It's been sold out for weeks. Um, yeah. And they didn't make enough of them or, you know, or what eventually got it. And I was like, Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Like the thing is looking back on all of this, like knowing my parents, knowing my mom specifically, she doesn't buy anything retail. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah. If it's not on sale, it doesn't get purchased. Right. I I don't know if that's a later life thing or if she actually, like, I remember opening these things new. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, popping the plastic off and taking the boxes open. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember that, Mm. but it's just very out of character. Right. Maybe I got a lot of them for Christmas. I don't know. But one of one of my most vivid memories is the turtle van. You know, and it comes with that. It came with that big lid thing that you open and shit stick the turtles into. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I lost my accessories within the first, like, three weeks. Oh, yeah. And if I didn't lose them, they were somewhere in a toy box. Doesn't matter. Yeah. All I needed was the van, two turtles, and... Take the lid off the top of it. Yeah. Shove the turtles in the front seat. Go to the kitchen floor, which was linoleum. Ooh. So I could just, I would grab the two sides of the, the top of the turtle van and just push that thing <laughs> back and forth through the kitchen. 
running as fast as my little feet could could, could carry me. Yeah. That's my most vivid memory of Ninja Turtles toys. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good one. Like, I remember I had dozens and dozens of them. Yeah. But that, like, that's the one that is ingrained in my head. I don't think I've got a story that good. <laughs> that, can, that can, you know... Um, I mean, I remember first seeing them on the shelf at Walmart in the toy aisle. Mm-hmm. And I got... Maybe Leonardo and Donatello, but they were for friends for a birthday. Yeah. And I gave one of them, they were twins. And so neither of them liked the one that they got. So they just switched. <laughs> I was like, okay, it doesn't really okay. matter. You know? And it wouldn't be until much later that I would, you know, start getting, you know, all of them. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe I had all four turtles, Splinter. You know, Bebop, Rocksteady, Shredder, Krang. You know, then all later, you know, we had the... It was the Mutant of the Week. Who was here today? And I was like, yep. oh, there's this weird panda. And I'm like, is that the panda Is that Panda Con? Is that his name? Yeah. And I was like, I thought it was like maybe a knockoff of that. But we never saw him in the show. Yeah, which which is really weird. Because Playmates, of course, had, yeah. had, had a stake in it, like we established. Yeah. And they would pitch character ideas to the writing team like the uh the neutrinos car but it was for the foot Uh, right and i was like i want to i want to see that in the show (laughs) that would be great it's and playmates was going to make the toys whether or not they're going to put them in the show yeah like there's a few characters that i don't think ever made it into the show like is sergeant bananas in an episode don't think so ground chuck made it into an episode though right Ooh, uh, I th- believe he was in Turtles Three, the video game. But I don't know if he was in a in a in the show. I, he was I he was in the, he was in the video game. Yeah, yeah I know I that. Hated fighting him, but I don't recall seeing him in the show. Who was that? That pizza chef guy? I don't think he was in there either. I know Muckman was. M- Muckman was. Mutagen Man was. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite toys to put the water in there. I love that thing. Oh, that th- thing always leaked for me. It like, did. yeah, yeah, it did. But there's so many like metalhead made it in the show. Oh yeah. It's like my favorite turtles villain ever. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Ace duck didn't make it into the show. No, he didn't. He made it into a bunch of other stuff. Like he was in the Archie comic. Yeah. And he was, was he a mighty, the mighty mute? He was not a mighty mute animal. No, mute animal. I I have a love for the mighty mute animals. That's that, good that, stuff. I have a whole. We have I a whole episode. Art. I love the art too. We have a whole episode set aside. Yeah, for the mute animals because I love those guys. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's 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 odd. It's it's odd to have a toy company that is so invested in creating characters. Just creating characters, yeah. not knowing if they're ever going to actually be used, and then kids buying those characters with n- absolutely no reason to. They have no backstory. You don't know On what... the back of the cards they uh, oh, Well, other than uh, that. Yeah, yeah, like but no once you tear into it and throw throw the packaging away... What is this? You just, have this a, you just have a gorilla in a military outfit, and you're like, what's going on with this guy? I forgot his name. Oh, Sergeant Bananas. Sergeant Bananas. Like, maybe, yeah. It's, it's just weird that Playmates was just allowed to make up these characters. 
like like all of the weird like tertiary like Star Here, Trek Ninja Turtles, the Star Trek Ninja Turtles, I like love those, like th- there's. There's a there is a Raphael out there where he's wearing a full baseball uniform, like over his shell. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. It yeah. And even as a kid, I would complain. But we're 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 getting way off topic. We're getting we, way we off are, topic. We are we are stay on target. Yes, sorry, 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 sorry. But so much came from these, these these first five episodes. Yeah. We ended up getting the entire series, obviously. Yeah. Um, 193 plus, or 100, I think it's not 193 episodes. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to this day, you can go to, I don't know about Walmart, but you can go to shops in the mall and buy apparel and things. And, it, like, you can buy packs of pencils or buttons or yeah. things. You're wearing a shirt that is based on the original television show. Yeah. Turtle power, turtle power. Like, yeah, it's the reason everything is so huge. It is. I don't know. I, well, the voice actors too. I mean, they brought, they, yeah, they brought yeah. Let's, let's, let's actually, I'm going to pitch it over to you right now. Yeah. Cause um, we have a few minutes to, to, to work with. Let's talk about voice acting. Cause I know that's kind of your thing. Uh, it became a obsession because, you know, I, I would hear, you know, it was like you would watch different shows growing up and you would hear, like, oh my gosh, that sounds, I, I've heard that voice somewhere. And it wouldn't be until years later, of course, that we would start, you know, finding out who these people were. IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> and for the longest time, I was like, who was the Shredder? And this is a, a fun topic that I bring up with people. Like if I'm playing the show in the arcade and somebody comes in and is like, oh man, the Shredder's cool. I was like, do you know who the Shredder is? Mm-hmm. And they're like, who am like, I? Do you know Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air? They're like, shut up. Like, it's, the thing is, is, I didn't, I didn't realize it until someone told me, and then as soon as someone told me, like it, obvious. It's but the obvious. pitch is different. It is. It is completely different, and just gives you an idea of the late James Avery. We miss you. Thank you for your contributions <laughs> to Turtles. You, you aced it. Um, he does not sound like himself and it's it's so to me it's just so good because he does sound almost you know uh japanese american right right and it's just in that first five episodes you were just that deep menacing voice you were just kind of terrified like he because he was a threat he was a threat he was a threat and yes menacing but also there's like a tinge like 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 a little there's like a bite to his voice. And when that, he would do that maniacal laugh, it just gets me every time. It's just great. But the 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 bite though, yeah, it's it's grounded in almost. I know how ridiculous this is. Yeah, but I'm go, like I'm. He's having fun with it. He what what's that what's that what's that phrase that they use for um improv? Commit to the bit. Yeah, it's like. Regardless of how dumb the concept of the the, the the character Shredder is, yeah, I'm gonna commit to the silliness and to the evil. Yeah, like especially I, in later seasons. Yeah, like when Shredder becomes Michelangelo and vice no, versa. Yes, yes, but there's just something in that voice that is inherently funny to me. Yeah, like yes, it, it, he is a very convincing. The, the the fights in episode five 
when they are cutting back between Splinter uh, fighting Shredder and then they're cutting to the turtles fighting uh, Krang, mm-hmm. every time they cut back to, to that, I'm like, ooh, yeah. ooh. And like everything he says, oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's, it, that's, ex- there's an excitement to how menacing his voice is, but right. at the same time, you know that he knows it's dumb. Yeah. Which is a t- like it's a talent to be able to maybe not so much the first five episodes, but later. Well, le- absolutely later. Yeah. But I, I'm even I even got it in the first five. Like yeah. th- there's there's like a self referential feel to it, right? That I that I really appreciate, and in specifically his voice acting. Yeah, like the uh, the tonight I dine on turtle soup, mm-hmm. which. Pretty sure I don't know if he re-recorded that or that clip plays in the uh, the original arcade game. Nice, yeah. Can see all and that. and like to this day when I hear w- w- like the the voice actors that did the parts of the four turtles in oh yeah like when I hear them doing something else I'm very I'm like he was Mikey yeah yeah <laughs> that's Leo although you Townsend know? Townsend Coleman's voice is a little bit harder to pick out mm-hmm. on stuff. Um, because later on in the 90s, he would go on to voice the tick for Fox. Yep. Um, another one of my f- personal favorites. Um, but he's a little trickier. Um, Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson is. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. The, the afflections and tone, uh, of course, going from like Carl Weezer on Jimmy Neutron to. You know, to this, and then even his Donatello when he came yeah. back for the the CGI series was different. It was, it was. Um, um, Cam Clark, you can pick him out, and of course um, Barry Gordon. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go from Donatello to Razor on SWAT Cats, um, it's there, but his voice is maybe a little rougher and a little tougher because he's, you know. Karate Cat. Or, Again, I or, don't even know what SWAT Cats is. Oh, no clue what SWAT Cats is. I'm bringing the DVD over. Okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, definitely one of my favorite 90s cartoons. Okay. And that and the whole anthropomorphic era um, you know, with Biker Mice from Mars, which also had Rob, Rob Paulson. Um, uh, the... the Turtles were the reason there was a yes, renaissance the of giant of, spinoff of a street sharks and it's like it, it, let's ampr- anthropomorphize everything. Yeah, although SWAT Cats I think was the true gem of what came out, but Biker Mice for Mars was pretty fun. Yeah, um, he had a lot of fun with that. You know, they they really breathed life into those characters and just their performances. You could tell they were just all having a blast. And the biggest difference between a lot of the stuff they do today, they all recorded together and they got to play off each other's performance, which I think what which makes a lot of these classic cartoons mm-hmm. work so well. Um, yeah. And of course, the behind the scenes stuff, all I'd, I'd pay anything to listen to Turtles outtakes. <laughs> I really, really would. Because that's where the magic happens. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. That's about my... my uh, we, I, I would feel bad if we did not talk about their performances um, in this because they just really gave them a heart and a soul. And just, you know, it wasn't just a paycheck. You could tell that they were just really giving it their all. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, the, the thing is, is it... All 
you would know much better than I would. That's why I'm going to ask you the question. Um, all four of the turtles, the, the the men who voiced those turtles went on to have long voice acting careers, correct? Yes, and they're still doing um, voice acting. And now Rob Paulson's actually a voice director um, since uh, one of the best uh, voice directors in the industry, Andrea Romano, you know, who did Batman Animated and mm-hmm. God knows just hundreds of other shows. Um, she has retired. And Rob's been in the industry, you know, a long time. My entire life? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, you know, uh, Cam Clark went on to, to voice He-Man on the uh, 2000 reboot of He-Man, which was phenomenal. There was a 2000 reboot, reboot of He-Man? Oh, yes. It's wow. really good. They did not promote it like they should have. Um, and it got canceled. Um, uh, Barry Gordon kind of here and there. Um, doing different things. Of course, he went out to do SWAT cats and uh, he was also on snorks. Uh, I remember snorks all on DVD too. Snorks. Uh, that was like a ripoff of the Smurfs, right? Underwater Smurfs, underwater Smurfs. Basically he was yeah. the annoying uh, son of the mayor. <laughs> and if you remember Jabberjaw, Barry was also the voice of Clamhead. Jabberjaw. Curly un- in-, in the ocean as a shark. The uh, the old all the yes. cookie cutter mystery Hanna okay. Barbera cartoons. That, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Jabberjaw. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, Townsend went on to voice um, Tick and a bunch of other stuff. And a lot of them will do voiceover for like um, I think Townsend does a voiceover for the Tonight Show. Oh, cool. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, they'll do you know do different things, and some of them will go on to do voice direction and voice a uh, vocal uh, teaching. A vo- voice uh, vocal class. Oh yeah, yeah. That um, and um, you know, here and there, but yeah. And then you know, of course they would they didn't come back for the turtles forever because they're special uh, for two K three because there was some kind of uh, I guess uh, Screen Actors Guild deal or something, so they had to recast all those voices. Mm-hmm. And but they wouldn't come back and voice the turtles until some episodes in the, the CGI series. And then that big special, which I still have yet to see. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it's good. But I heard their treatment of the, the eighties turtles is better than what they did in. Oh, absolutely. Forever. Absolutely. So, um, it's, it's like, it's, it's still kind of goofy, but they fight, but yeah, they do fight. Yeah. Oh, we got to see that now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeff, where can you be found? I can be found at the Warp Zone Arcade. Where's the Warp Zone, it's Jeff? It's in Brandon, Mississippi. Awesome. Right past the Kroger's. <laughs> <laughs> Down the road from the Kroger's. <laughs> We're also on the Facebook, and you can use the Google uh, to find us. Um, original arcade cabinets to be played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neo Geo. Uh, beat 'em ups and some are getting repaired at the moment, but uh, you know, hey, it's price and price of owning a business, right? Yeah, yeah, when they're 30 years old. Um, modern stuff, um, things like Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, My Hero Academia, um, Soul Calibur 6, um, you know, modern games, gaming tournaments. I like Smash Brothers, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do, you know, we, we do all of that. For the kids, the teens, and the adults. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. Well, as always, you can find me on Reality Breach. I'm Sergio. I'm, I'm kind of in charge. I do everything over there. That's where you find this podcast, Shellheads. Uh, at least, I guess you can find it other places like iTunes. Um, I'm sure we'll have a Facebook page. Probably. And we're still very early. It's still yeah. very early. Yeah, yeah. We need to work out the theme song. Yeah, we're still, like, we're still working on that. But by the time you hear this, we'll have a theme song. God forbid. And edits. Right. <laughs> um, but I do thank everyone for listening. Uh, what's our next episode? What are, The next one is the movie, right? Ooh, I forgot my list. I need to reprint that list. I think, I, let me, I have it right here. Yep. Episode three is the original 1990 New Line film. Ooh. All the info. All the all the research. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think that one's going to be kind of a blockbuster episode for us. I'm I'm really going to dig in and do a lot of notes and make notes because we're we're both very fond of that movie. Yes. Um, I remember going to see it in the theater. Yes, I think I do. Saw all of them in theater. I remember wearing out my VHS tape. Yeah, I think I have a. Yeah, yeah, I'll still have mine somewhere. Yeah, Got oh, mine, I have mine somewhere. Got yeah. it for a dollar. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening, and tune in next time. Um, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. We are. <laughs> <laughs>